Welcome to our weekly devotion with Dr. Owen Anderson. This week, I want to look at a theme or a word, specific word that comes out in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Now, the story here is about how Saul is rejected as king over Israel. And the events occur, and so this time I'm not looking at events, I'm looking at something that God says in chapter, in verse 10, 15 verse 10. Saul doesn't do what he's told when he attacks the Amalekites. And so in verse 10, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I've made Saul king, because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Now, this word regret, what I want this devotion to be is to get us into understanding who God is in a greater way as we read the scriptures and learning how to interpret scriptures when we come up to passages like this. It can leave many people confused or with the wrong interpretation, and they leave thinking that God regrets in the incorrect way. And so this kind of chapter is used as an example of a contradiction, because then a contradiction in the Bible, because then you go down here As the chapter continues, and you come to verse 29, describing God, he is the God of glory. He who is the God of glory does not lie or change his mind. Now, in the uh, King James, instead of change his mind, it says regret. So it says, this is ESV, but so it says in the King James in verse 10, the Lord regretted. And then in verse 29, he does not regret. But what the ESV here has done is explained precisely what I want to help you to do to, to see how there's not a contradiction. The second use of the word regret here in verse 29 means change mind. And God doesn't change his mind in the way that we do. The first use of it in 10 is more like change directions. His will stays the same but he's going to change directions. And so Matthew Henry has this little way of phrasing this. God does not, God's will does not change, but he can will a change. So his will does not change, but he can will a change. And that's what's happening here. That's what this word regret means. God is willing that now Saul will, will not be king anymore. And there's going to be, it's going to take some time though, as you know, that's part of the story of David is how long it took with Saul still as king and persecuting David. So even this is the beginning of a description of things that happen over a number of years. But when we read the scriptures, how could we know if the ESV hadn't helped us out, how could we know this doesn't mean God changes? Well, that's part of the interpretive method is that we come to the Bible already knowing God is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable. And so if someone reads this and thinks, yeah, God changed, God's kind of like us. He, he's greater than us, but he's like us. Sometimes he loses his temper and changes his mind. Well, you already know that's a false interpretation. That's a, almost like a polytheistic interpretation. So when you come to the scriptures, Charles Hodge says this, you know that a contradictory interpretation can't be true. But he cautions us and says, but be careful, that doesn't mean an interpretation that seems implausible to you. So someone might come to the scriptures and say, it seems Im impossible that God could create the world in six days. Evolution makes a lot more sense. 
Well, that's not an impossibility. That's an implausibility. Given your assumptions, you find it difficult to understand those six days. But if you change your assumptions, it wouldn't be difficult at all. But a contradiction is when you say something both is the case and isn't the case. God is both unchanging and he changes. That's a contradiction. So we know coming to the scripture that that's not true of God. And so even if we were to read the King James and it uses in 10, it says he, or 11, he it says, uh, I regret. And then down on 29, it says, I don't, God never regrets. We would still know how to interpret that. One word has one meaning is not true. Words have different meanings in different contexts. Now, before we close here, reflect on verses 22 and 23. Because here Samuel really summarizes Saul's problem. In 20, Saul is justifying himself and explaining why he didn't obey God. And 22 and 23 is Samuel's response. Saul had said, look, I took some of the plunder to sacrifice. But Samuel says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the Lord? This is also something that we see coming out in Psalm 51. God doesn't just delight in sacrifices. He delights in a repentant heart. So Samuel says to obey God is better than a sacrifice. You could go through sacrifices or rituals and be a hypocrite. So the outward things don't matter. And then he says in 23, rebellion is like the sin of divination. And I'm still, I'm really interested in this 23. I'm still thinking about this idea of divin, uh, that rebellion and divination, the desire to look into the future by contacting spirits, etc. Uh, that might involve a sacrifice. People bring a chicken and they kill it and look at its guts and that tells them the future. And this is like, uh, rebellion is like that against God. You're looking to some other source besides God. And then arrogance is like the evil of idolatry. You're setting yourself up above God. Because you've rejected the word of God, he has rejected you as king. It's interesting, rejected the word of God here, of the Lord. Because you've rejected that, he's rejected you as king. But, but Saul's self-deception and self-justification from verse 20 are cut right through with this call to repent. And then in 24, he seems to repent. I've sinned. I violated the Lord's commands. I was afraid. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so I may worship the Lord. Strange though, he doesn't, he doesn't pray to God. He says, you forgive my sin. And then his concern is come back with me so that he doesn't lose face in front of the people. So Saul doesn't actually repent here. It's more like what Cain does. He's troubled and concerned about the consequences, but he doesn't go to the Lord and repent. So 1 Samuel 15, learning how to read the scriptures, when there are, even if there are apparent contradictions, learning how to read them so we can get great benefit out of them, and in doing that, draw closer to the Lord.